I don't know how to do anything after that. <laughs> um, I had asked her to pick a song. What better song than how awesome our God is and that we're not alone. Um, this is, I'm Donna Wilburn. Um, my parents are John and Joyce Riley, and those are my girls on the front. Um, my wonderful donor, Cindy, and her husband are sitting there. Um, this journey for me began when I was 28 years old. I had just turned 49. Um, I had my girls, healthy girls, was fine. Went for my yearly physical when I was 28, and um, used to be they would dip your urine and go check it, whatever. Well, mine lit up like a Christmas tree, <laughs> and uh, they came to me and they said, you know, I think we need to send you to a urologist. And uh, fine, let's go do that. I have faith, it's gonna be okay. Um, got there, went to the urologist. The urologist said, I think I need to send you to a nephrologist, which is a kidney specialist. I um, was sent to a doctor in Durham. I remember going, went by myself, was fine. Big girl, independent. Went to the doctor, doctor looked at me and they had done some tests and he said, um, we need to do a biopsy on your kidney. Um, I started crying, kind of felt fasted at that moment that this, something's not right. Um, doctor looked at me and he said, he said, Ms. Wilburn, uh, you're just gonna have to drop those tears because this is the way it's gonna be and there's nothing you can do about it. Cried all the way home, called my mama, cried, cried, cried. Um, that's not me, I need positive. I need people that look at me and say, you're gonna, you're gonna get through this, this is gonna be okay. Um, and I, I remember mentioning God, that God had this. He didn't act like he even knew God. <laughs> Um, Dr. Short was my doctor at the time. Come back, Dr. Short said, you know your body, you know how you feel. I said, I can't, I can't deal with that. I gotta have something better than that. He said, well, you know what? I had a roommate in college that I went to, went to college with. He said, um, he is a, the head nephrologist at Duke, Dr. Eugene Kavalik. He said, and I want you to go see him. Got to, I thought, you know, he's top of the line. He's, he's gonna be the best. <laughs> Got there. Um, I hate to say it, very, very smart doctor. Worst bedside manner you've ever seen in your life. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I can do this. But he was encouraging. He said, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of things that are new. We, we're gonna do this. Um, that's all I needed to hear. So my struggle began 28. Um, I did not have to do dialysis. At the time, my family was willing to go for me to see if they could could help me because um, I had been told I had to have a transplant. Um, my mama, my sister, several other people, my dad, a lot of people went to help me, Tiffany, Taylor. Um, but unfortunately, everybody's got something. It may be a little something, maybe a big something, but um, I was very, very blessed that, that my mama, she, she passed everything. And um, I remember them calling us and they were like, you know, we got two dates, December 3rd, December 17th. Which one do you want? This was 2003. Um, I called mama, mama said, let's be well for Christmas. Let's do December 3rd. So we did that. Um, mama's kidney was great. It, it, the the anti-rejection medicines, all the medicine they put you, you on are so many and they're so powerful. Um, mama's lasted eight years and the medicine that I was taking, the anti-rejection medicine has scarred mama's kidney. So it just kind of went away. <laughs> and then um, it's a hard thing to swallow because I was very naive. I thought this is gonna last me forever. I'm gonna be okay. Never would I have ever dreamed that they would have come back and said, 
I'm sorry, but your kidney functions are up, and this, we've got to do something different. So anyway, I um, prayed about it. I think I put it on Facebook. <laughs> was kind of like, you know, who wants to help me? Um, just happened to be that Tiffany and his cousin, Elaine Gravitz, granddaughter Kristen, come up. She said, I want to do this. I want to go help you. I want to try to, to, to see what I can do. She went. Um, several other people went. Kristen matched. Um, that was 2011, May, May 23, 2011. We did our transplant. Once again, God's got this. I've got faith. I'm going to be okay. Um, went. Everything was okay, except for when I was in the hospital, um, for some reason, they put me in a biohazarded room. We had no bathroom. We had, uh, it was just the weirdest thing, but I was in ICU, and I was in there four days. So in that room, I remember Tiffany came to wash my hair, and the lady was like, don't touch anything on this table. And we were all kind of like, what, why? So needless to say, that was May 23rd, 2011. I was okay, July came around, I got really sick, I had 104 temperature. Um, first thing was, is this kidney rejecting? Come to find out I had a very, very bad infection. Um, I had to go back into surgery. I had a wound back. I had lots of medicine, pick line, home health. Um, all of this stuff came, and we will always say it was because of the, the atmosphere that we were in in that room, but um, I got better. God once again rolled me over. Um, so then came around, go back to see Dr. Kovalik in the clinic. He says, Donna, um, I, I hate to tell you this, but your kidney functions are up again. And I think for the first time I was like, I've had it. <laughs> I'm tired, I've had it. So um, I had to go on, the, for the first time I had to go on dialysis. I will never forget, Norma Jean Kutcher came and sat with me for those first four hours of dialysis that day. and. Uh, I was a little mixed emotions. It was my first day. I was scared to death. I didn't know what was going to happen. I am not one to be tied down. I want to go do what I need to do. Um, you know, when you're on dialysis, you're tied down. You're there for three, four hours. You're hooked up to machines. You can't move. You can't get up. You can't, you know, you're just there. Um, I began to where I just, I, I began to be where I just prayed. Let me just fall asleep. Let me sleep for this, for this three, four hours. Um, but I did that for five years. I did that five o'clock in the morning. Um, I wanted to get it done. I wanted to be the first one there. I wanted to leave. I wanted to have my day. Um, so anyway, five years trying to search for a kidney, trying to search for answers, trying to search, search. You know, when I was kind of then, I, I'll admit, I was, why God? Why is it this going? Why have I got to do all this? Um, my family was awesome. Friends were awesome. Girls were awesome. Um, I, it's a strange story. My husband and I, after 27 years, had split up, and my precinct for voting had changed. Um, so one day, sitting at mom and dad, I said, I need to go change my, my vote precinct. It's coming up. So here I go up there and walk in. There's Cindy sitting at the desk. I had seen Cindy before. I knew her because she had worked with my dad at CNA. I had heard the name, but I did not know her. Um, Walked in, told her what I needed. She handed me a form. I walked over to the table. I filled the form out. Um, I walked up. She said, you're Donna Wilburn. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, we've been praying for you at our church. She said, your name, I saw you on Facebook. She said, your name has come across. Um, she said, you know, I've heard, I've read what you're going through. I've been praying for you. And, um, you know, I was like, 
thank you. I had heard it so many times, honestly, you know, that, that I want to, I'm praying for you and hope it goes okay and everything's going to be okay. I'm on dialysis. My, I had gotten to be at that point that I was tired, I was sick. I had 47 surgeries on my arm in three months. Every time I went to dialysis, my mama would have to, or dad would have to come, all kids, have to come back and pick me up, take me to, most time it was mama, took me to Durham Regional, took me to Duke, go back in, blow clot in my arm, blow it out, go back to dialysis the next day. I've went three or four days in a row, it would not work, right back over there. Um, so I was kind of getting at the end then. I, had, I, I just had had enough. And, um, but when I walked in with Cindy, Cindy said, you know, she said, um, can I get the number for Duke? Took a little sticky note. She wrote the number down. Um, I told her, I said, there's a, some questions they're going to ask you. Nobody's been able to pass the questions. <laughs> um, there's, there's, I think, six to ten questions they asked you, and everyone that had, and I've, I've had Duke tell me, we've had the most of anybody I've ever seen in my life call for transplant. Um, but they've gotten stricter on it. Used to be, I think, when Mama done it, it was not as strict. But they have really gotten strict now on a lot of things. And maybe that's a good thing for the people like me. But um, I remember Cindy looking at me and saying, I would love to be a blessing to you. And I told her, I said, I'll cry when I get in the car. And I instantly, instantly, I felt it. And, and I think she felt it. But... She said, I, I'm, I eat good and I'm, I work out. I remember that so good. And I was like, yes. So um, that evening, that, that night later on, she, uh, she called me and she said, I passed the questions. And I said, all of them? She said, I passed them all. Um, and there again, I knew it. I knew God had it. And um, kind of our theme for this has been it's been a God story because it has. From the very beginning, it's been a God story. Um, I went first today. Um, I know Cindy was kind of the in, into this, but um, and she will tell you how she became to be my donor. But uh, over all of this, our faith in God has been immense. It has been. If, if you don't have it, you can't get through it. Um, I was raised in church, gotten out of it a few times, um, gotten back in it strong, gotten back out of it. It, it just happens. Um, but I think because of my faith, because of the faith I've tried to teach my girls, um, I think that that's what's gotten me through this. Um, and I, I, I remember Cindy calling. Well, actually, the doctor called one night. I was at Mom and Daddy's, and um, the doctor called, and he said, one of the antibodies that Cindy has is not matching yours. I said, okay. He said, I got three choices I can give you. He said, we can... You can continue on dialysis. He said, you can go on with this transplant. You can do it. He said, or, you know, we can continue to try to find another donor. My answer to him, Mama was sitting there at the table, was God has got this. God has gotten us to this point. We're going to make it. And he said, I could hear it in his voice. He said, I'm right with you. I, I hung up, called Cindy. And she said, you know, is this going to hurt you? It ain't going to hurt me no worse than I'm feeling right now. And she's like, um, I don't want it to hurt you. And uh, I said, we both talked. It's been a God story. It's been this way since the beginning. Let's go for it. He didn't bring us this far to get us through. So here we are. And um, so anyway, she calls me. I'm a match. 
They've given us dates, um, called me. We, we picked February 7th of this year. Um, I did have to go through something I have not been through before. I had to do several days, three days of all day um, infusions to help with the antibody that, that was not matching. Um, never had had to do that. Was scared a little bit, but there again, God had it. Um, I had one infusion that was six, seven hours long. Um, one of them that was three hours every day. Um, lots of involvement, hooking up to machines, trying to do that. Um, my mama never, ever left my side, ever. And um, my kids were there. They, they, daddy visited. Um, you know, mama even looked it up. There was one, one infusion called urephrasis. I can't hardly say it. She looked it up. She wanted to know all about it. She thought it was the coolest thing ever. Found out who invented it. Found out when it was done, how it was done. And, um, you know, all that time in the hospital, you just try to think of things to do. But um, I think it's helped. All of my kidney functions, all of my tests have been perfect. Um, I, I have had a few little instances in between, but they've always said, your kidney's great. Your kidney's wonderful. Um, your, your kidney function, when I left that day, I was only in the hospital three days. They asked me if I wanted pain medicine. I told them no. They were like, well, we need to send you home on something. No, God's got it. I never took one pain medicine. I, I took, Mama begged me every day, take Tylenol. Here's a Tylenol. No, Mom, I don't want Tylenol. I think I might have took one during that time. Um, emotionally a mess. I cried a lot. But, you know, it, it, you cry because you're, you're scared a little bit, but you cry because you're so overjoyed what, what God has given you and the, the life that, that you now hope and believe you have. I have claimed this. I feel like this is it. I feel like it's, it's the beginning of, of the end. I, I think that this is going to be my thing. And, you know, um, I messaged Cindy one day, and I said, I've named your kidney Cindy Lou. And she said, she said that's what everybody's always called me. Another God story. Um, we were in the, the day that um, I was in there doing a test. Woody and, his, and her twin sister come down, and we were talking crazy. Their birthdays was, was my kids' birthdays, and it was just, it was so crazy. Their, her birthday, her and her sister's birthday is the day after my mama's birthday, but it was so many in common, so much stuff. Um, I hadn't peed in three years, too much information. Get up five or six times a night now. Yes. I told, told Chris earlier, I don't say, oh, Lord, i got to pee again. I say, thank God, I've got to pee again. Um, Cindy and I met one day. We met at Trisha's for lunch. We were sitting there. The night before, I had been working on my testimony, going through my Bible. A lot of times, I just let my Bible fall. I just want to see what God's got for me that moment, that day, whatever I'm going through. Um, that night before we met, I had flipped my Bible open. It, was, it opened on Psalms. And I looked immediately. I saw Psalms 31, 24. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, and ye that have hope in the Lord. That's good. I need that in my testimony. Went to eat with Trisha's with her. Got there. Before we left, she hands me a card. Didn't open it in front of her. Got out there in the car, opened it. Lo and behold, the Bible verse. She has written it in the card. God's story. Amen. Um, you know, it's just been one thing after, after another with this that I just can't tell you how much God has been in our life. Um, 
I have met so many new friends. I have a new family. Um, we have claimed them as our family. <laughs> and um, it's just, it's been overjoyed. It's been, it's just been overjoyed. But my thing for this is it is God's story. If you don't have God in your life, if you know someone in your family that does not have God in their life, tell them our story. We all have a story. Everybody here goes through something every day. We all have a different thing that we need to pray about. We all have a different thing that, that we need to sit and pray for somebody else. Um, there's not a morning, an afternoon, or evening I don't go by that I'm not praying for somebody that's lost. It's somebody that's not here. And uh, sometimes I think if they just heard your story, that, that they'll say, you know, she's got a story, and I want that story. I want to feel that. And um, as I look across here, Sonia Vaughn, inspiration, inspiration. Wanda Robertson, inspiration. It's been so many people in my life that have had things going on that have been so inspiring to me through this journey. And um, I want to say Marty Perkins and his family's here today. Marty tried so hard. God bless his soul. He tried so hard to help me. He tried every way he could to get off of blood pressure medicine to do everything. But he messaged, he, he had a thing on Facebook this morning. He had shared, our, when, I, when I woke up, I got on Facebook real quick. He had shared um, the, the thing I had on there about us doing this today. And it was his memory for today. And I was like, wow, God again. It, it, you know, it's just, it's just there, there, there. But as I said, everybody's going through something. We just got to hang on and hold on to each other. And these are my girls. This is Taylor, Casey, Tiffany. Hello. I'm a very blessed mama. Y'all need one of the sides if y'all ain't singing. Where's Okay. We'll see if my voice will hold up another service. Hallelujah. She did awesome the first time, so she's gonna get. There's a woman living next to me, just trying to make ends meet. She's just one check away from losing it all. There's a broken man I know, he's barely holding on to hope. Just trying to get back up from his last fall. And me, I'm dealing with my own trials. And no one else can see But without Jesus Tell me where would I be Everybody's going through something Everybody faces a storm now and then So if everybody's going through something I'd rather go Come and waters rise And everybody cries It's part of living If we're living down here I'm glad I'm not alone On this road 
Morning. Good gracious, I'm nervous. It's been a while since I've spoken in front of a crowd this size. Um, let me just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, just come before you now and pray, God, that you would be heard. Lord, I just thank you for Donna's testimony. What a beautiful picture just to watch her and her girls up here singing this morning. We just celebrate you and your goodness, God, and your faithfulness. Lord, help me just to keep my emotions in check, as you know that I'm an emotional person. Help me to share my story. Help someone here today, Lord. I've prayed often throughout this whole process, Lord, that we would influence others, God, for you. That a heart would be changed. That a life would be changed. Just bless this time together. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, um... I want to start off today just by saying thank you. This church family, my church family, so many people have sent cards, have prayed, have been just awesome um, to Donna and I throughout this whole process. And I do have to say a special word of thanks to my husband, Woody Jacobs. Now I'm telling y'all, he is a great nurse. He really, really was good to me. He was. He was awesome. And Miss Joyce... She has been awesome. I have watched a woman just love her daughter and be by her side, and it has been awesome to be a witness to that. So I am especially thankful for those two people. Um, there are several scripture that God has given me throughout this process that I want to share with you all. Um, the first one comes from Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen, and it's funny how um, you know you, you've read a scripture before. Um, but just at the right time and at the right place in your life that God reminds you of the scripture. And this verse says, oh, oh, Lord God, 
It is you who have created the heavens and the earth. There is nothing too hard for you. Y'all hear that? There is nothing too hard for you. And I believe what you've already heard today and what you'll hear me share today, you will realize that there is absolutely nothing that is too hard for God. And you may need to hear that today. You may be here and you may be dealing with a difficult situation. And you need to be reminded that there is nothing too hard for God. Another verse that he put on my heart was from Romans chapter 5 verse 8 that said that when God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I have prayed many times over this scripture. I have asked the Lord to clearly demonstrate his love in my life, in Donna's life, in the lives of our families, so that someone would be changed. Someone would be drawn to him. And he has done that, and I continue to pray that. So I want, I want to kind of back up for a minute and tell you um, kind of sort of where this story, I believe, started for me, where God started writing this story on my heart. And it began with my father-in-law, Joe Jacobs, um, who will celebrate his 83rd birthday in June. Um, he has been on dialysis for close to five years now. And I have been a first-hand witness to see what the life of a dialysis patient's patient is like. It is a difficult life. Three days a week for most patients, getting hooked up to a machine for three or four hours. Um, my my mother-in-law says he's gone to work when he goes. Um, but the thing about it is, at work, we have days off and we have vacation. You don't have vacation and holidays when you go to dialysis, because without it, you can't live. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm very, very thankful for it, because without it, Don, Donna wouldn't have been here for a transplant. Without it, my father-in-law wouldn't still be here. So I am very thankful for dialysis. But I have seen how difficult it is for a patient to be on dialysis. And so fast forward to October the 9th, which was the morning that Donna came into the office. Um, and I'm so excited to share this part of the story with you because in God's goodness and his faithfulness, he's given me a fresh perspective of this this week. When I was praying about it and preparing, it was like, wow, he helped me make sense of this thing in a way that I had not seen it before. And so I'm excited to share that part of the story with you. But when Donna came into the office that, that morning, as she has stated earlier, we didn't know each other personally. Now, I did know of Donna because I had followed her on social media. I had seen her story. There was a time several years ago when I had actually written the number down. And I thought, you know, that's, that's a really good idea. I should call and check on that. She, she's in a difficult situation, but I never followed up on it. It was not until the morning of October the 9th that she walked into my office that it made a difference. And so we got to talking, as she has said, and um, we shared a, a couple funny stories about my father-in-law, Joe, and I told her not to hold anything against me because he was my father-in-law because he's a rascal at times. Um, but I realized that they were on the same dialysis schedule, and um, I realized that day also that we were the same blood type. Now, I didn't know a whole lot, and I still don't know a whole lot about the transplant world, but I did know it was very important for you to be the same blood type. So um, it was just a yes in my spirit. And so if I were going to um, say, maybe give a title to what I'm sharing with you today, um, to my testimony, I would say that it would be just say yes. And yes, amen. 
Um, so now I'm going to back up and I'm going to tell you that over my life, um, since I have been walking closer to the Lord, um, he has very uniquely and creatively um, shown me his plan and his purpose in different situations as I have prayed. And the cool thing is that he will do the same thing for all of us. And I know that we all have those stories. Um, but it is so neat how he has been creative in the way he has shown me multiple times throughout my life um, his purpose his, and his plan in a situation. And so I wanted to bring this book and show you that um, it was years ago. My children were small. They were in elementary school. And I was actually working at Bethel Hill Charter School. And in God's timing, I would be going through this Bible study. Um, it's called The Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. Now, you can tell this is a well-worn book. Matter of fact, it's come apart completely. But I was praying about an opportunity that I had been given to go back to work at a place called Louisiana Pacific. Most of you probably know of it. Um, and I was praying about it. They had called and offered a position to me that I had served in before. Um, and I'm here to tell you that it was almost, it was just shy of a couple thousand dollars of being double the amount of money that I was making when I worked at the school. And so I have to tell you that it was very tempting, very tempting. And so I was praying and just asking the Lord, Lord, show me if this is your plan for me. And so as I was um, reading through this book on this very specific day, I want you to hear, hear this uh, sentence in this chapter. Often we face decisions that place unusual temptations before us. Do we take a job that will mean much more money, but less time with the family? Okay, did y'all hear that? Often we face decisions that place unusual temptations before us. Do we take a job that will mean much more money, but much less time with the family? Beyond a shadow of a doubt, he answered my prayer. And so this is what happens when God does that. He answers and he shows you what his plan is for your life and his will. Then it's a question of whether you will be obedient or not. And when I look back on that, I did not take that job. And I can tell you that I am more than thankful because I had much more time with my family and my children than I would have had I taken that job. And so that was one time in my life where he was very clear. It was like he just dropped the sign out of the sky and said, yes, this is what you need to do. You need to stay at Bethel Hill. And I did. And I tell you that because once again, he would uniquely and creatively speak to me as I began to pray about this process with Donna and whether this was his plan for my life. So October the 10th, the day after, um, I, we had Bible study and prayer at the time that night. And I asked my church family, I shared a little bit about Donna coming into the office, what the situation was. Would you guys please begin to pray for me about this? And we did. We prayed that night. I went home that very night. And this time I'm reading this book. And if you haven't read this book, I recommend it. It's called Love Does. Love Does. <laughs> Joyce and um, Donna gave me this shirt yesterday. I love it. Love Does. And so I'm on this particular chapter, chapter 9. We've just prayed, Lord, is this your purpose? Is this your plan? Show me your will. I open up this book, and I'm reading it after Bible study that very night, and this is what it says. We were all meant to save many lives. 
God is always trying to save lives, and it seems like he usually uses the least likely people to do it. So the next time God asks you to do something that is completely inexplicable, something you're sure is a prank because it requires a decision or courage that's way over your pay grade, something that might even save lives, just say yes. Just say yes. Love says yes. And so once again, God would speak to me, and he would encourage my heart to continue this process. Yes, this is my plan, and this is my purpose. Fast forward a couple weeks, and I am preparing and studying um, in the Psalms, On Tuesday morning, I have the privilege of leading a group from My Life Matters. I've been um, serving there for about three years now. And I have a group of middle school and high school girls. It's about seven or eight. And we are studying in the book of Psalms. And so I'm on Psalms chapter 16. I'm reading through the Psalms. And I get to verse 7, and it says, I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. And so you can see here on the page, if you can see this, I I write a lot of notes and, and, you know, I study and prepare and just try to really be um, planful in my time with the girls. I don't have a lot of time, so I want to make the best use of it. And I look down here in the commentary on Psalms chapter 16, verse 7, and it says, in Hebrew, my kidneys instruct me. Hello. My kidneys instruct me. I mean, I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy that God would just so clearly, because in that verse, he's talking about seeking counsel. You're seeking counsel from the Lord. And the innermost part of the man, of the woman, of who you are, if you seek his counsel, he will show you. And I'm just here to tell you that on that day, when I was praying about, should I do this thing, that he literally put the word kidney on that page in the commentary. It was like, oh, my goodness, he is so good. He is so faithful. He speaks to us. And he does continue. I've never heard his audible voice, but I know that he speaks to us. He speaks to us through people, through his word, through prayer, through circumstances. And he was so clearly speaking this into my life, and I am so thankful for it. And so, again, let's fast forward um, to the morning of February the 8th. So this is the morning after the transplant. And I am sending a text message. Oh, 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 let me back up to the afternoon. I'm in in my hospital room. Um, They say that I slept really well. That that was some good sleep. I don't think I've slept that good in a long time. But it was about 4 o'clock, I think, when I got wheeled into my room. And they would only let let folks come in two by two. And um, as each of the people that came into my room to see me, I could tell that every one of them had just experienced something that was overwhelming. It was like, oh, my goodness. So apparently um, Donna had just... um, the doctors had just given news that Donna's transplant was finished, the, the surgery was over, and that her 
um, body had begun to function. That kidney was functioning inside of her, and she was peeing. Okay? I've never been so thankful to hear something in my life. But um, the girls, her girls got word of that. And there was just my, my, so the folks in my family got to be a witness to them getting that news. And it was like, oh, my gosh, they were just overwhelmed. There was emotion. So when the people came into my room to see me, there was so much joy on their face. They had just experienced something that was just of God. And it was so neat to see that, so cool to, to see that and see God work through that. And then so the next morning I'm asking Miss um, Joyce, I'm texting her and asking how Donna's doing. And this was her text message response back to me. Be careful what you text to people because it can come back to haunt you. <laughs> but this is good. Good morning, princess. How was your night? Are you going home today? This is good, y'all. Donna is peeing up a storm. <laughs> because of Team God and Cindy. She's itching some, but they think that may go away, and we claim it. She looks so good. When she woke up this morning, she said, I don't have to. I don't have to go to dialysis today. Thank you forever for those words. We love you. Oh, my goodness. The tears just, I just wept. You cannot imagine the joy that I had in hearing those words. And if you don't hear anything else today, there are two things that I want you to hear. I want you to consider being an organ donor. I believe with all my heart, if it is a plan and a purpose in it, that God will show you. You pray about it, and God will show you. You cannot imagine the joy in my heart because I was able to help somebody. And I was able to see this woman changed physically, able to see her come up here and be able to sing with her children and not be on dialysis anymore. And the other thing, I take you back to the scripture in Romans 5, 8, and also another scripture. And my husband was the one that helped me realize this. Do you know that if you are here today and you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have received a metaphorical organ transplant because you have a new heart. Amen. You have a heart that beats for Jesus. If you have been changed by that power, it tells us in Ezekiel, let me see, Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six. it says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So I'm going to step away from the microphone. I think I can talk loud enough for y'all to hear me. Today 
tonight, you met the person, Donna. And what he showed me in that this week is that that was the difference. So I knew she was in a, a bad situation, but I didn't know the person, Donna. I didn't know that she had three beautiful daughters and grandchildren and a wonderful husband, uh, mother and father who just celebrated the 50th year anniversary. Woohoo! So the difference is that I met a person before I knew about her. October the 9th, I knew a person. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know a person. Amen. The person of Jesus Amen. Christ. And your life should look different. Amen. Your life should be different. Donna has to get up in the middle of the night and pee now. Praise the Lord. Amen. She has been physically changed. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have been spiritually changed. Amen. And there is no greater joy. Amen. Nothing that even comes close to having an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I leave you with this thought. Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know beyond a shadow of doubt? Has your life been changed? Can people look at you and say, I know this is what she used to do, this is who she used to be, and she is different now. As much and more than different then Donna is physically, you should be spiritually if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Don't leave here today without knowing that he is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you.